This is funny. But, okay, so uh, I do have handouts. <laughs> okay. We're in 119, 121-128. We might answer all these fill-in-the-blanks that we might not. So... Um, let me read it, and we'll get we'll get started. I have done just and right. I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love, and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act, for your law has been broken. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore, I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. Okay, you know, I've told you guys this a bazillion times. When I've done, when I've read through 119 before, God just immediately gave me an outline almost for each one of these. Well, these, it's funny, these last five or six that we have, I, he hasn't given me any outline yet. So, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, what's the deal? And so I read this, and it is so random. It's almost like David's talking in a stream of consciousness. Yeah. Because it's, it says, um, and it really doesn't make sense. There's not, it doesn't make sense. Cause, so he starts off with, with petition against false accusers. You know, okay, I've done what's right. I'm being oppressed. Okay, so protect me. And then he wanders off about, you know, his longing for God's salvation. You know, I guess that protection then kind of made him think about, you know, okay, one day you're going to come back and, and establish the new heavens and the earth, and I'm not going to have anybody oppressing me. I mean, this is how my stream of consciousness would go. And then, um, but then he also thinks about, oh, when he comes back, he's probably going to judge. So, okay, God, deal with me with your steadfast love mm-hmm. and your mercy. And, um, and then in that process, teach me your ways because I want to do what you want me to do. And then, then he realizes, well, I'm really, you know, you're sovereign God, you're king. I'm really just your servant, you know, and I need you to have, give me greater discernment and understanding. And then he goes back to God's coming back and um, crying out against the wicked and the unrighteous. You know, come back, your law has been broken. And, and then he ends the section with how much he loved God's law, and it grieves him to see it being broken. And I just thought that was, I loved it because what it spoke to me is that um, um, our relate, Christianity is not a program, it's not a method, it's not these five steps. You know, it, it, um, it blesses me because my journals are sometimes like this, you know, where I just go from one point, you know, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, just had a really amazing worship experience and, and reading the word and, 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 and some music I was listening to and stuff and some journaling about how what a great worship experience it was. And the next thing I wrote was, I got those scales this morning, Lord, and I was down. I mean, it was so <laughs> And then I laughed at myself about, you know, how, but it's a relationship. Yeah. And it is, you know how you have, I mean, like with, talking with Patty, even just us sitting here, we go from here to here and it's not, you know, totally ADD, and it's, you know, but we're rabbit trail, and we go and talk about this, and we come back and talk about something serious. You know, I think it's probably also being women as well, but, you know, where all everything can kind of mix in. But that's it, okay. It is. It is totally okay, and it's, and it is, it is a, I, I mean, I just can't emphasize that enough, and I, I was able to, I, I guess I, I talked four times yesterday at the event, and just, that was such a heart cry for me to tell these ladies, and this, there was three or four guys, these ladies and these guys, that, you know, it's a relationship, and he longs to have fellowship with you, and told about that Zephaniah 317 that I've shared about, about God dancing over us and want to wake us up, and because he wants to spend time with us, and if we wake up 30 minutes before the alarm, it's, that's not our flesh, <laughs> you know, no, it's, definitely it's not. not our flesh, <laughs> I mean, it is, the Lord has woken us saying, come on, get up, don't roll over, you know, go back to sleep, don't miss out on that. And um, I just love that kind of David had that, um, that process in that. 
just a couple of points to consider um, that uh, in that is that um, Psalm one, or verse one twenty one. I've done what is just and right. Honesty is still the very best policy. Um, Proverbs nineteen one. Let me just flip over there real quick. And will you go to twenty two one? Proverbs twenty two one. Twenty two one. I'll go to nineteen one. Proverbs nineteen one. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity um, than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. I mean, that is, and in our, you know, especially with you two girls working in huge corporations, you know, that there is a whole lot of people that do crooked ways and false ways, and their name is not their integrity. And they might have all the wealth and the riches and all that stuff, but their integrity is, you know, you wouldn't trust them as far as you can throw them. They might even be good workers in the sense of, you know, hey, give it to Fred because he'll get it done. Give it to Susie because she'll make it happen. But, you know, would you trust your checkbook? Was <laughs> You know, you wouldn't trust them. And integrity is so much better. That's right. And, um, and then verse 5, and this is encouraging, a false witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will not escape. And that is, it, and I think I'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, God is, God, he's going to get them. You know, we don't have to think that any, nobody ever gets away with anything. It might look like they're getting away with it, but they're not. And it might not be anything that we ever see, but it might be, you know, a conviction of their heart, what's going on. You know, do they have peace? Patty and I talked about that Friday night, about if, if people have peace as they understand it, then there's really nothing you can do to change people's, you know, to change them. You just got to accept them as they are and move on. So, anyways, 22-1. 22-1, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. Amen. That's my thing. That is true at Kathy, the owner of Chick-fil-A, the founder and owner of Chick-fil-A. That is his life verse. And um, he has a good name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Chick-fil-A has a good name. Mm-hmm. Kathy has a good name. I mean, those that's a good name. And on top of that, he's gotten favor and riches, right. and he's been blessed because of that. But that's not, you know, that's just kind of the byproduct of, of what it is. I mean, he's got a good name and being honest in and, and all our ways. And a big thing for me that, you know, it's actually Beth, I can't remember when she, I think when she was teaching Proverbs, that she shared about how, um, you know, we'll text and we'll say, LOL, laugh out loud. I mean, did did she say that? Did she say that? And I thought that was, I didn't laugh out loud. Yeah. Or, you know, RMAB, rolling on the floor, rolling (laughs) on the floor with my butt or something like that, whatever it is, you know. I think it's RMBO is the non, rolling, or no, LM. LMBO, laughing my butt off. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a LMAO as well, yes. but <laughs> the Christian version is LMBO. Yeah, exactly. But it's like I'm not really. La- I did yeah. not laugh out loud at that. Yeah. You know, it was funny. And it, I smi- Maybe I smiled big. Yeah. You know, smiled big. You know, it's big. But I didn't laugh out loud. It's funny because I don't do it anymore. I don't. Do it. I'll put I'll put like a smiley face. Yeah. Back if it's funny. Uh-huh. But if I didn't laugh out loud, then no. <laughs> And it's, that is, I mean, some some might say, oh, that's, you know, oh, you're getting nitpicked. No, I mean, that is, what is your, is it really your true, your true words? And that, and then the other thing is when we really do laugh out loud, because there are times that I really, I mean, I'll get a text and I'll be like, ah! I mean, I am busted out laughing out loud. And then when I say laugh out loud, then it really means a whole lot more. And Was um, it here, was it Beth, you weren't here at Beth this, were you here at Beth this yeah. week? I think it was there where they had up on the PowerPoint uh, a text that a mom had sent to her daughter from probably like Australia, and it said, "Auntie passed away this week, blah blah blah, LOL." 
But what she meant was lots of love, mom. Oh. <laughs> so. my, my boss used to think that that's what LOL oh. was. Have I ever told you that? No. So she, she, like, Glenn would, you know, one of the guys that worked for me used to IM her, LOL. And she'd be, and everybody would LOL her, and she'd be like, he really likes me here. <laughs> <laughs> she <finally laughs> confided. She was like, why does everybody you tell know, me lots of love? This is weird. And I was like, no, it's it's laugh laughing out, out loud. Loud. We're laughing oh. at you as well. <laughs> That's cute. That's good. So, anyways, honesty is still the best policy, and that I mean that can, and I think it can come way down to those that level, and even more embellishment. I mean, we talked about this before, but just you know, just you know, there was seventy-five thousand. You know, there was really about ten thousand. Maybe there was two thousand people. You know, I mean, the, and the Lord is. If we ask the Lord to do that, He'll quicken our spirit to, and then you know, have us make adjustments and mm-hmm. say, "Oh no, that wasn't exactly right." It looked like it was more like three. Right. And um, I think the more sanguine you are, the more likely you are to do you those can things. T- yeah, that. you do. And and so the Lord quicken that. I mean, don't you know? Because I can tell a good story. So, <laughs> um, but then still, even if we're honest, we still have a great need for a Savior, and that's number two. We still have a need for a Savior, um, because it says. Give your servant a pledge of good. And, um, you know, he was asking God to, you know, show that his, a guarantee that he was worth, you know, the seal that, hey, you're, you're, you're good. You're, you're not lying. And our guarantee, of course, is Christ in us. And that's who he looks at. Um, 1 John 2, 2 says, and this is in the message, and I think this is great. I write this to your children to guide you out of sin. But if anyone does sin, we have a priest, a priest friend in the presence of the Father, Jesus Christ, righteous Jesus. When he served as a sacrifice for our sin, he solved the problem for good. Not only ours, but the whole world's. And so, you know, we need to, we need to walk in honesty and we need to walk in integrity, but we still need a Savior. It's still not enough. We're still going to fall short. We're still going to, you know, embellish. We're still going to type LOL sometimes when we, don't really, we didn't really laugh out loud. And sometimes our yes is not a yes and our no is not always a no. So... Um, Number three, uh, we need to hope. Our only hope is in God's return. Our only hope is in God's return. My eyes long for your salvation. This is one of my favorite verses, 2 Peter 3. I got a new Bible this week, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> but I can't turn any of the pages yet. So. <laughs> um, 2 Peter 3, 11 through 14 says, Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, and he was talking about, um, Peter was talking about all the every, everything we see. Um, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sor- sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for a new heaven and new earth in which righteousness dwells. You know, that's where our longing is, and that's where we look to. And um, the, uh, the days of Elijah's song about, you know, he'll be riding on a cloud. You know, and it's like I usually open my sunroof. I'm like, I'm looking. Today would be a good day. Today would be a good day to see his return. Um, verse 4, when it says, Deal with your servant according to your steadfast lust and teach me your statutes. Um, God's will is not hidden from us. God's will is not hidden from us. And if we desire for um, to serve him, then all we got to do is ask him, and he will show us. He will tell us what we need to do. Um, John 7, 17 is, oh, I think it's 7, 17. No, it's not 17, 17. So that would be a typo. 
John 7, 17. Chapter 6 is long. If anyone's will is to do... If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own authority. He will show exactly what he, you know, what the will is and, and guide him in that in his path. So we don't have to be confused. We don't have to be, you know, God, how, what do you mean to do in this situation? He will reveal that to us um, for sure. Um, 126 says, It is time for the Lord to act, for your law has been broken. So even if we hope in the Lord, even if we're honest and we have the Savior, ultimately it's God's work. And this is kind of go back to what I said about the peace. You know, God, uh, do all we can, but ultimately it is God's work. Um, and that we, it's, um, so on a tweet this morning, somebody said, if our success is based on anything other than taking up our cross daily, we failed. And uh, I thought that was good because it's hard to, in the kingdom, we're so quick, especially in the in the American world. You know how many people were there, or how many salvations did you have, or you know how do we determine? It's hard to say what does success look like. You know, in the business world, it's the bottom line. How many you know jeans we sold at you know so much profit? You know, how much fuel energy we've pushed along the lines. I mean, those are. But in in the spiritual world, it's so you know because it seems so inefficient. You know. In our mindset, it seems so inefficient, that, and that they would spend the price of Christ, um, his life, for the world when the statistically we know that the way is narrow, and it's not going to be. I mean, the very, very, very small percentage will actually take advantage of that purchase price, and um, but it, that's how God does it, and that's his work, and so we can't say we've been successful or failed, just but we just have to walk our path. And then God will do the work. That That's why do. his ways are so far above ours. Oh, you know, so we, far above. We don't think the same way at all. We think the opposite mm-hmm. of the way God mm-hmm. thinks. Right, exactly. And usually if, if I think, okay, this is the path I need to take, I just need to just do a 180. <laughs> yep. Just go that way. And like George on yeah. Seinfeld, do the opposite. It's whatever totally, I think is right, whatever I think the opposite. The opposite. <laughs> whatever you think is best. And then lastly, and I thought this was, of course, because I love God's word. Um, Psalm 127, 128, where he says, Therefore I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. Uh, Matthew Henry in, in the commentary for Psalm 119. I mean, I, mean, I read the whole commentary. I'm thinking, Lord, what is the message you want me to give out of this? <laughs> Anyways, the commentary, he made this point. In this, in this little, uh, these two verses, David shows his great love for God's word. Um, the very first thing is he shows the degree of his love. You know, it's better than fine gold. I mean, it's better, I mean, and gold, of course, was money and riches and, and, you know, and do we, can we really say, hey, it's better than gold. I mean, better than fine gold. I'd rather have your word and, and you know, the Bible than money I mean, is really what he's saying, and especially in, um, in that culture then. Um, it also shows that the ground of his love, the, found, the foundation is what I see that as, um, that it's faultless, it's reasonable, and it's just. Because of that, we can, um, we can trust in it. We will love um, people, we will love um, the reliability of our friends. Will deepen our love for our friends. You know, if we can. Tr- we know that they're they're steadfast, they're true, they're loyal, and the word of God is steadfast, true, and loyal. And that's a ground for His love and the depth of His love. And the the deeper you know the lo- the, the deeper you know the, the the faultlessness of this word of God, the deeper you, you have because there's a deeper reliability and a deeper trust. You know. Um, you know, I think as, as relationships mature, whether it's a marriage or whether it's a friend relationship, as that 
there's a, a different level of love that goes about is there's more trust and reliability. I mean, I think, again, with Patty, I mean, huge impact on my life, you know, and I've known her 27 years, but it was that early foundation that laid it that she was loyal and faithful to me and loved me when I was not lovable and was not her circle of, you know, impact or, or not impact, that wouldn't be the right word, but I just wasn't, I didn't fit her mold of French but she chose to still be my friend, and what a gift that is, and loyalty. And then finally, what's the fruit of his love? The fruit of his love is he hates, he hates the ways. He hates the evil ways. And, um, and that in that, um, he, uh, he shows that um, not only do I love your word, but I'm going to support it, and I'm going to defend it. And again, when we love people, we'll get bowed up and defensive, you know, when people start picking on our friends. And, um, and when people start taking the word of God and either maligning it, or um, they're using it for their own benefit, um, or falsely, um, having some very uh, interesting and thought-provoking um, and really blessed conversations with my, my friend down in, in Florida, Milan, because they go to Assemblies of God Church. So he's talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit and, and the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit, whether it's tongues, whether it's healings and miracles, whether it's signs, you know, and um, prophecy, uh, interpretation. And it's just been, it's been very thought-provoking because we both are grievous over how, whether it's the Baptist over here, you know, and I use that stereotypical big thing, prejudice or whatever, you know, oh, there's no, you know, 1 Corinthians 14 is not true and there's no use of tongues today. I mean, you know, I mean, they're not saying that. But there's pretty extreme that, like, okay, that was, you know, that's for this, that's a different disposition. But then, and then over here in Valon's grievous about the, you know, Pentecostal charismatic movement, and it's like, well, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. Yeah, right. You know, so you're going way over here. Polarization. Yeah, and it's and so we're both. So it's been very fun to. I love the line um, of, uh, if you grow up, if you if all the word and none of the spirit, you dry up. If it's all the word, if it's all the spirit and none of the word, you blow up. <laughs> but if it's the spirit and the word, then you grow up. Mm, that's good. And I think that's a good balance of. Um, of that, and so she's teaching me about things of the spirit, and I'm teaching her about things of the word, and so you know. But it's that, it's that you know, when they misalign, and it just agrees our heart, and those kind of things. So, you know, there, there it is. It's a good Sweet. word. It's a good little it word. Yeah, it, it is. Yes. It, it works. So, anyways, <laughs> that's good. Let me pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you um, for who you are, and that you're King of Kings. I thank you for. The loyalty and faithfulness of um, Vicki and Ellen, Father, and I pray for um, Ellen's healing, Father. I pray that you'll um, just give her wisdom about um, this cold and it should rest well and that this would be the end of um, the beginning of the end or the end today, Father God, and that she would be well for her trip. Lord, I pray for Vicki as she um, begins to ramp up here in, in um, four weeks or so um, for the Christmas season. I pray that you would give her favor and stamina and, and strength um, as she has to work so many extra hours during this key, key time for their industry. I also pray for her mother, Lord, and I pray for the um, just the burden of being the only child, Lord, and having to know what is the very best and right thing. Lord, I know you'll be faithful to show her and guide her in that, and, um, and you'll reveal yourself in the midst of all that. Lord, send healing ministers to, um, to Vicki's mom, Lord. Um, Lord, I just pray even for healing. Lord, I pray there'll be greater clarity, and that you can you renew the mind, Lord, and you can renew this mind. And what was um, happened in the past does not have to happen now. And we love you and praise you in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Well, the Lord literally saved my life this week. My 